Welcome to the Loving Truth Podcast, where it's all about finding clarity, confidence, and peace in the face of marriage challenges. And now your host, relationship expert and certified master life coach, Sharon Pope. Hello, loves. This is Sharon Pope, and this is The Loving Truth. Well, we are diving into the deep end, out of the gate today, with a conversation on affairs. Because many times when women find their way to my work, they are involved in an affair. You see, 40 to 50% of the time, men are having affairs inside their marriages. But that number has been pretty consistent for the last several decades. The number that has not been consistent and that has been steadily increasing is the number of women that are now having affairs. And we're not far behind. We're probably in the 45 to 50% range. And honestly, I think that that's understated because that's only the percentage of people that will admit to it on a survey (laughs) and will define whatever it is that they're doing as an affair. And we don't have a common definition that we all agree on what constitutes an affair. So there's a lot of ambiguity there. So I think that that both of those numbers are understated. So it's not uncommon for someone to find their way to my work where they are involved in an affair. Now, when you're struggling in your marriage, it's a really confusing time, no doubt. But you layer an affair on top of that and you have feelings for someone else on top of that. Now, the complexity and confusion in your heart and mind is really, really high. And so many times when women find their way to me, they're in this place of, I can't, I can't leave my marriage. I don't know how to do that. That's terrifying but I also don't wanna let go of my affair. And they're judging themselves for not wanting to or not being able to let go of their affair because they, in their mind, they have that is, that is wrong. That is wrong behavior, I shouldn't be doing it. I am often called Affairs Anonymous because so many people find their way to me and they know that they're not going to be judged. They're not going to be coddled, but they're not going to be judged. So. Sometimes when women start working with me, one of the questions that they'll ask me if they're involved in an affair is, do I have to end it? Like, are you going to make me end it? (laughs) And I never answer that question. First of all, I don't answer it because I'm not the moral police to tell you what to do. But the other reason I don't answer it is because it never works, right? If I tell you to stop your affair and you stop it for three days and then you go back to it, Now you're not going to tell me and I'm your coach and you got to be able to trust me and not be keeping secrets from me in order for me to be most helpful to you. So that's why I just, I, I don't tell you what you should or shouldn't do in that regard. But what I am going to do is help you get clear about what it is you're trying to accomplish so that I can ask you the right questions and mirror the truth back to you so that you can come to clarity or you can achieve what it is that you want to achieve. Now, here's why I say that. That whole what you want to achieve being important is important. And here's the reason why. Because, look, if you're not yet ready to give up on your marriage and you feel like, you know what, we just hit several speed bumps and I really want to be able to recover from this and and I'm I'm not giving up on it yet. Well, then that's a very different conversation as it relates to your affair than if you're like, Sharon, I know my marriage is over. I'm just paralyzed in how to move forward. And I don't want to recreate the same 
sort of dysfunction in a future relationship, even if it is with this affair partner or someone else in the future. Those are two very, very different things, right? If you want to rekindle a relationship with your husband potentially, then of course you're going to need to stop your affair. But if you know that your marriage is over, then and it's just a matter of how to unwind it and how to do it in the most peaceful and loving way possible, well, then not necessarily. So that's why the goal or the outcome that you want is the place to begin. Okay, so I'll share with you the story of a client of mine. I won't even make up a name because it doesn't matter. Um, And this could be many, many clients of mine, to be honest. So um, this particular client, is a corporate executive and she travels a lot for work. And her husband, he has a career as well, but he holds down the fort at home because she does so much travel for work. And this is where a lot of affairs begin, is through travel for work. Because it's very easy, you're spending a lot of time together with other people, you start to get to know them personally, not just professionally, which means you start sharing different personal details of your lives. And then that's where the attraction sort of takes root and it becomes very easy to hide. And so emotions turn into feelings and feelings turn into physical affairs. And um, her situation was no different. You know, he was married and she was married at the time as well. And they both had kids, but his kids were older and her kids were a little younger. Now, after a couple years of having this affair, you know, he did decide that for him, his marriage was complete and and it was time to end it. And so he had done that. He was walking through that. But that then put pressure on her to, oh my gosh, I've got to do something. I've got to make a decision. So now their, their relationship dynamic for sure has changed because he's feeling super vulnerable because he's left his marriage and she's feeling a lot of pressure because he's left his marriage. And so that's when she found her way to working with me. So let's talk about, first of all, why you say you can't leave your marriage. So it's some degree of fear. It's always some degree of fear. And that doesn't make it not real, but let's just call out what the fears are. Some of the most common ones are fear of lifestyle change or money, fear of being alone, fear of the impact on the children or the family, fear of hurting your partner, especially if they're just a good human being. Like you're not out here trying to hurt people. I'm going to automatically assume that. But then it's also fear of regret. Fear of leaving too soon, fear of not trying hard enough, fear of regretting your decision down the road. Those are the reasons that will keep you paralyzed in terms of not moving forward to either recommit or to end the relationship. So that's the first piece. But the second piece is, and I I don't want to stop my affair or I can't stop my affair. Many times it's like, we've tried three or four times and we always come back together. It's like a drug. How many of you have said that? It's like a drug. You know why? Because it is. (laughs) Let me say that again. When you are falling in love, and also when you are involved in an affair, you are essentially, chemically, in your body on drugs. Because the dopamine that is flowing through your body makes you feel 
like you are on drugs. That's why we say that. Like, oh, he's like a drug. I had to keep going back. I couldn't stop myself. That's, that's the chemical reaction to the context of what is happening inside the affair. Okay. So that's one of the big reasons why you feel like you can't just end your affair and you can't just walk away, even though it's wrong. Now, let's talk about a few things about affairs that I think are important here. First of all, your affair partner is always going to be the polar opposite of your spouse. (laughs) And that makes sense, right? You're not going to just go out and have an affair with someone who's just like your husband. No, you're going to, all the things that are missing in your marriage, not necessarily in your husband, in your relationship with your husband, And the things that your heart longs for, those are the things that someone else is going to come along and offer up on a silver platter to you. And so they're going to feel very, very different. The thing is, we mentally associate that with those men, with those people. We think, oh, he has these qualities and makes me feel this way. He has these qualities and makes me feel this way. And I want to choose this because this feels so much better. Because by the way, when you're running a household and making dinner and bathing, bathing the kids and getting them to bed, like there's no dopamine going on there, is there? <laughs> right? So, of course, the affair makes you feel, I don't want to say better. I'm going to say more alive, more engaged, more interested, more curious, more adventurous, it might even make you feel more fully like the woman that you want to be and that you want to feel. Like a lot of times, the thing that we can't turn away from is who we are and how we show up in that relationship versus how we show up inside of our marriages, right? It's really easy to fall into the role of wife and mother. Even when you're a working mother, like it's really easy to fall into all the nurturing roles that come along with that. But that doesn't mean that just because we're a wife and a mother that we're also not a woman with desires and dreams and things that we want to feel, right? And so that's an element that is also going on here. So I told you that your affair partner is going to be the polar opposite of who your spouse is. And here's something really important that I want you to know. The things that you are feeling in your affair relationship, that's important information for you. I don't want you to associate it just with that person, but the feelings themselves, that's really important information for you. And once you know that, you can't unknow it. You can't pretend like, oh, I don't know what that feels like, and I probably don't even really need it, right? One of the things that I I did a a video on YouTube one time where it was called like apples and oranges or something like that. If all you've ever eaten your whole life is apples and apples are lovely, right? But then someone comes along and puts a pineapple in front of you and you're like, what the heck? How come no one told me about pineapple? (laughs) And then you think, oh, how can I possibly live without pineapple? So now you don't want to live without pineapple. And I totally get that. But it also means there's a whole bunch. There's peaches out there. There's plums. There's pears. Have you ever had a grilled peach? I mean, that's something, right? <laughs> so there's, there's lots of things available to you. But once you know this, you can't unknow it. And I think that that is important. 
because now it gets you closer to understanding what it is that you really want to feel inside your most intimate relationship. And now the question for you becomes, can I create those feelings inside my relationship with my husband? Right? Because you, you're thinking about your marriage like, oh, I have to go back to what it was, which is, by the way, what made it vulnerable to an affair to begin with. So we're not going back there. That's only going to get you right here again with a different dude and a different pair of pants. So that's not an option. Take that option off the table. The option is, can we evolve the relationship so that I can feel some more of these types of feelings in this relationship? That's really the question. And if yes, lovely. It happens. Believe it or not, it really does happen. I've had lots of women who've come to me and they've really genuinely believed that they were going to have to end their marriage. And what they ended up discovering was that they could evolve the relationship and it started to feel really good again for both of them. So it is possible. Now, if you determine that you cannot create that or you are unwilling to try to create those types of feelings with your spouse, okay, then you have an answer about your marriage. We've got to deal with that. We've got to close this chapter and then you can reopen the next chapter of exploring your relationship with your affair partner or anyone else that you want to explore a relationship with. But that is secondary to now closing the chapter on this very important piece of your life. We don't get to skip past that. There is no fast forward button so that I can just run into the arms of someone else and not deal with any of the, the pain that inevitably comes through ending a marriage. Like we've got to do one thing first, right? And then the thing I want you to know is that when and if you pursue that relationship with your affair partner, it's going to be different. It could be better, it could be worse, it, but I promise you it'll be different. Now, almost no one hears me when I say that because they think they know. They think it's going to feel the way it feels today forever. And that's just not true. That's just not true. The first, we're going to call it two years of a relationship. And obviously it's not exactly two years. Might go a little longer, might go a little less. But regardless, the first two years of a relationship, everything feels new and exciting and adventurous and interesting. But after 10 years together, I will tell you, like, I think my husband is super handsome. But now 10 years later, it's not like I look at him and my clothes just want to pop off. Right? That's not it. Right. So you, you, the relationship evolves in different ways and it's not always going to be this big bonfire of a relationship. It's not always going to be all passion and fire and all of that. Eventually it does settle down into something that can be more sustainable. And when you're involved in a relationship where you're not available physically or emotionally or fully mentally, when you're not available, they don't actually know the full you and you don't actually know the full them. And so what happens that when you come together, when you're both emotionally and physically available for one another and available for a real relationship together, well, now you really get to know each other on a different level and in a different way. And sometimes you will love them more and sometimes you won't. You will see things that you didn't see before. Because 
now we're trying to create something without the context of secrecy and danger and risk and spontaneity and hotel rooms and new new things, new adventurous lots of new things, right? Because now, so it's going to be different. You can explore that if you answer the first question, but most people wanna avoid that first question. The first question is, can I create that with my current husband? I'm not saying, do you have that with your husband? I'm saying, can you create it? And that's a different question, okay? So the other thing that I wanna talk about related to why you feel like you can't stop your affair, it's not just the dopamine, it's not just the um, now that I know what I what I know, now that I know what this feels like, I don't want to live without that, which I totally get and I don't think that you should. I think that's important information for you. Um, I also, we've gotta be able to talk about, even though you're not doing it consciously, because I know you didn't go out looking for the affair because you're afraid to be alone, but the reason that you won't let go of one thing and you're afraid to move in fully into another thing is because you're hedging your bets to a certain degree. And so I really want you to ask yourself the question about how you feel about not being in a relationship, being alone. Because being alone is a really big thing for a lot of people, even if they don't admit it. Because, so for instance, there was a client last week who said to me that because she's married and he's not, he's now moving on and moving forward while she's trying to get clarity in her marriage. And now she's feeling the, um, like the mis- fear of missing out, FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out on the relationship with her affair partner because he's, he's like, you know what? If ever you are available, we can revisit this, but now you're not. And so I'm going to move on with my life, which by the way, is a healthy thing to do. So when you get involved in an affair, the disconnection in your marriage gets wider. It gets greater. Um, and there's some very obvious reasons for that. I mean, now you're creating feelings and having a relationship with someone else. But the other reason that the disconnection grows wider is because you really start shutting things down. Because once you carry a big secret like that, then you shut down from saying anything or sharing anything about your day or your life or what's going on for you because it's almost like you're afraid something will slip out and you don't want to be found out, right? So a couple other things I want to touch on related to affairs and why you feel like you can't end the affair. One is, look, even if you're not doing it consciously, you are in fact hedging your bet. I know you didn't get involved in the affair because you're afraid to be alone, but there's something in you right now if you're like, I can't leave my marriage and I can't end my affair, that I'm petrified of just being with my own darn self <laughs> for a minute so that I can get clear about what, what I can create in my marriage or not. And then being able to enter into a new relationship clean. What I mean by clean is like not carrying all the hurt and pain and residue that automatically comes as you're navigating divorce. Look, even if you are the one asking for a divorce, you don't get to bypass the pain and the sadness of a marriage ending. And you bring all that unhealed stuff 
If you're jumping right into a new relationship, you bring all that unhealed stuff right into that new relationship. And that puts some heavy weight on that relationship that doesn't actually have to be there if you take the time to be able to heal that so that you can enter into that relationship from a more clean place and not look to them to sort of snuff out or erase some of the emotional stuff that you're going to go through over the course of unwinding a marriage. So I, I think you got to ask yourself the question of why, why, do, why am I in such a rush or why, why am I so afraid to just be with myself for a little bit? Is it that FOMO? Is it that fear of missing out that he's not going to be there if I don't hurry up? Well, if he's not there, then maybe that's okay. Maybe that's how it was supposed to be. Like maybe we just need to let some things happen here. And here's the big thing that I want to make sure I don't miss in talking to you about why you think you can't end the affair. You think that all these things he's making you feel, desire, alive, sexy, how you want to feel as a woman, because you associate that with him, you think if he's not there, you'll never feel those things again. I am here to tell you that is not the truth. The truth is that other human being brought up some of those feelings within you. Thank you very much. (laughs) They brought them up, but those feelings are within you. Those are your feelings. So if you can create those feelings about yourself and for yourself with this other person, you can create them again. I'm not going to go so far as to say you can create them with anyone, but you can create those feelings again. But I want you to own those feelings and stop giving away your power to say, oh, he made me feel this way. Because then if he's not there, your mind will automatically tell you, then you have to get comfortable with never feeling that way again. And that's not going to be healthy. Okay, so those are the biggest contributors to why you feel like you can't end the affair and you can't just take a moment to get real clarity about your marriage. So I'm going to go back to where we began, which is what is the outcome that you want, right? If you say, I really want to try to give my marriage an opportunity, but I'm unwilling to end my affair, then I think you got to tell yourself the truth about that. I think you're you're saying the words or trying to take some action in your marriage because you think you should, because it's the right thing to do. It's the moral thing to do, but I don't think you actually want to. You see, sometimes we want to want our marriages to work. Sometimes we genuinely want them to work, but a lot of people just want to want them to work. Like, oh, it'd be so much easier. Wouldn't have to blow everything up. Wouldn't have to change my lifestyle. Wouldn't have to tell the kids and the family. Wouldn't, you know, all the things. So they want to want it, but they don't actually want it. So I just want you to be honest with yourself about that. There's no judgment either way. You get to choose. But tell yourself the truth. You're not working on your marriage if you're actively involved in an affair. Okay? If you're like, you know what? The goal is that I know that I don't actually want my marriage or it can't ever be what I want it to be. 
I need to be able to walk through unwinding that relationship in the most peaceful and loving way possible. And I wanna be able to open my heart to love again, whether it's with this affair partner or someone else in the future, and I don't want to recreate the same type of dysfunction over and over again. Now that's a very different outcome. And so the ways in which you think about this affair is going to matter based upon what your what the outcome is that you really want. So that's the first step. First step is get clear about what you want. What's the outcome? Then get clear about how you want to feel in your most intimate relationship. And then the third piece is answer the first question, which is can I create that or am I willing to try to create that in my relationship with my husband? If yes, great. If not, then we can explore what this relationship might or might not be in the future with an affair partner or someone else, all right? Affairs are a sticky topic, right? And they're filled with, with judgment and blame and a lot of hurt for a lot of reasons. I've been on all sides of affairs and I have coached thousands of women uh, through affairs, whether it was their husband that had an affair or they had an affair themselves. And it's not as simple. Like when we just stop the conversation with, oh, well, they had an affair, so they're just a horrible human being. That to me is a complete cop-out because it's not the truth. It's never the truth. They might be a confused human being. They might be a lost human being. They may not be able to express themselves or take action from a place of real intentionality yet. But that doesn't mean they're bad. And if we stop the conversation there, we don't learn anything and we don't grow beyond that. And so I don't shy away from talking about affairs. We're going to talk about it here because it's happening in 50 to 60% of marriages at least. And so it's time we start talking about it. All right. I hope that that gave you some things to think about and some things to chew on. All right. And I will see you next week. Until then, take really good care. If you're listening to this podcast because you're struggling to decide whether to stay or go in your marriage, and you're serious about finding that answer, it's time to book a Truth and Clarity session with a member of my team. On the call, we'll discuss where you are in your marriage and explore if there's a fit for you and I to work together so you can make and execute the right decision for you and your marriage. Go to clarityformymarriage.com to fill out an application now. That's clarityformymarriage.com. If you've been stuck and struggling in your marriage for years or even decades, and you're serious about finding the confidence, clarity, and peace you desire, it's time to book a Truth and Clarity session with a member of my team. On the call, we'll discuss where you are in your marriage and whether I can help you come to a decision about how to move forward and guide you through every step of that difficult journey. Go to clarityformymarriage.com to fill out an application now. That's clarityformymarriage.com dot com.